Hi, I'm AJ Diaferio, the lead singer of Werewolves, and you are listening to Rock at Night. How's the weather been there, man? You guys are in Florida, and you, from what I've heard, you guys have had some chilly days. Uh, yeah, it's it's been uh, I mean, it's it's not out of the ordinary. I'm I'm a guy who likes to wear leather jackets a lot, so for me, it's <laughs> like uh, it's been a great great weather experience because I've been I wait all year for this one week. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, man, at least you guys don't have a blizzard like we do here in Michigan, man. It's crazy oh, for the next couple days. You guys dude, must be I, getting fucking hit left and right. Yeah, dude, I dig the action comics behind you, man. I'm a kind of, kind of comic book nerd myself. I oh yeah, dude, I actually I have a stack of comics right next to me right now. I've got a copy of DC Deceased. Uh, we got Marvel Zombies versus uh, the Army of Darkness. Uh, I got a couple of vintage comics sitting right here. Oh, dude, uh, that's copy, epic. A copy of Moon Knight. Nice. Uh, is it the original Moon Knight, though? Because I read Moon Knight in the early 2000s and whatnot. No, this is the Reincarnations uh, series. This one's really, uh, really cool. I'm about to dive into it. I actually just finished the one where uh, he goes to the mental institution and he's trying to figure out whether it's delusion or not. That one was real cool. Oh, dude, that sounds epic. Yeah, I'm kind uh-huh. of a nerd and, myself. Uh, also, I've been, I've been reading uh, the Batman Elsewhere series. I kind of bounce around. You know, I got like a short attention span, so I try to absorb as much as humanly possible in the comic realm. Dude, I totally feel that. I just finished reading the uh, the Dark Knight Metal series, actually. Uh, okay, so what's your favorite? Have you read any of the sub stories? No, but uh, if it says anything about how much of a fan I am. <laughs> actually, it's so- funny you say that because uh, where is where's the little flip thingy? Where is he? I don't know if you can see this. Yeah. Yeah, I see it. Is that the same one that I'm rocking, dude? Is that from... Uh, uh, what the fuck is that series? Yeah, there we go. Now you can see it better. Right there. Yeah, that's the exact same one that I just showed you, dude. That's epic. <laughs> yeah. So sick. Is... That's, uh, the GameStop ones, right? Yeah. From, uh, the, the like DC Selector Diamond Series or whatever. Yeah, I've got like a whole bunch of them up there. Yeah, dude, I I see all the horror uh, icons you have, man. That's fucking oh, awesome. Yeah. Uh, we got ourselves like a whole bunch of stuff here. Uh, I've got like a bunch of the new McFarlane figures. I got like a whole Batman shelf right here. That is uh, so cool. Juice, a uh, whole Spider-Man section. Actually, uh, Brian from Fame on Fire actually just came by not too long ago and dropped this off to me. 1960s, uh, 1968 Batmobile. That is so cool, man. With the original and Batman and Robin. I recently just picked up uh, these from the McFarland series, which are so sick. We got uh, the new Batman on his bike. 
We got the uh, year two Batman. Super jelly of that, by the way. There's our DC metal, black metal Batman. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I love the I love the uh, the motorcycle, man. I've been trying to find that thing online for so long, but it's so expensive for people, man. Oh, yeah. We also got some vintage comics here on the wall. Nice. I can uh, I can tell that you guys like stuff like that in your music, man. It it, it shows through. Oh, yeah, dude. Like, uh, I can't really speak freely for the entire band. I mean, my bass player and I are really big like Batman fans. Uh, the whole band's really into horror. Um, but like for me, I'm, I'm like the, the biggest horror nerd in our, in our- <laughs> I, I feel that man. Um, so not to like draw off or anything. Um, the intro skit for sell your soul. I totally got a, your pretty face is going to hell vibe from that. Yes. Like <laughs> straight up. That's exact. Ex- right. When I first, saw, I was like, that's what that is. I know that, that. There is some influence there. I love that show. So I picked up one thousand percent. Well, it was a little bit, a little bit of that, a little bit of uh, whatchamacallit, um, Wolf of Wall Street, obviously, from that scene. And then a little bit of The Office. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So I try to like kind of merge all my little uh, I'm weird when it comes to music videos. Like I want to like try to I want to cram a lot of stuff that like maybe one or two people will get. And I think it makes them feel like they're part of like my little club. I can feel that. Yeah. Like the fact that you got the pretty faces going to hell reference, like that's fantastic. That's like something not a lot of people get. (laughs) Well, it's one of those obscure shows, man. I mean, it's usually on later at night, you know, and it doesn't have a whole lot of seasons and it's, it's kind of like a niche show now. So it's, it's awesome. You know, it's, it's awesome that, that you actually paid like, an homage to that show you know Mm -hmm. i i totally dig that along with like your lyrics and everything um ah shoot uh uh, what song was i was just listening you guys released it in 2018 um i'm horrible with names dude absolutely terrible give me one moment and i can was it on uh was on the ep uh i think the hunger i think it's the yeah the hunger dude yeah Yep, it was yeah. on the EP. Uh, sh- was it Shapeshift? No, Torn to Shreds. I think it was Torn to Shreds. Ah, um, uh, the, uh, the homage to American Werewolf in London. Yes, yes. So, you know, stuff like that. And uh, my boss had, wants me to ask, is it werewolves or werewolves? It's however you want to say it, but it's, it's werewolves. That's kind of what I thought. I kind of thought mm-hmm. that's what it was, but you know, in the song, you know, you you guys kind of play around with the werewolves name and everything. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, I dig that. Well, it's one of those. It's one of those things. Like it's uh, always because people always ask me about the name because uh, that's what the, one of the reasons I like it. Like other people love that name or they hate it, and everybody asks the same thing. They always ask me how to pronounce it, and uh, we were actually just on a stream. Uh, we're in a contest right now with Blackcraft Cult uh, to play the Danny Wimmer. Uh, Danny Wimmer presents uh, to play the uh, Rockville and go on tour with Escape the Fate. And nice. uh, they, they played one of our songs and they were saying our name like back and forth like a bunch of times. We're like, we're, we're, we're wolves, we're wolves, we're wolves. <laughs> and, uh, and everybody ends up getting into that kind of little tangent. But uh, I made that name. It always stuck in my head because uh, one, I'm a huge American Werewolf in London fan. Uh, 
And that's like, that's what got me into horror. And I saw that as like a little kid. And um, I don't know. I just wanted something that like synonymized us as a group, something that kind of almost in a way pokes fun at the supernatural without, you know, like a lot of metal bands are, you know, they take themselves way too serious. They'll have like blood, black, black blood names and stuff like that. And we're not that band. We're just like a bunch of goofballs who, you know, love hair metal and new metal and uh horror movies and comic books and uh gear like we're just a bunch of nerds and i don't know that that name just seemed to really fit like the idea of what i wanted it to be i wanted it to be a loose-ended way of making fun of ourselves you know right yeah i, <laughs> I get the, it the, man that's that's awesome though i mean uh because you're right, man, a lot of bands out there are super serious with their stuff now. And whenever I think of super serious bands, <laughs> I think of Death Clock, <laughs> yeah. you know, because they're like super serious, but they're just comical at the same time. Yeah. Know, so. And, and that's it. we're like kind of the reverse. We're a bunch of goofballs trying to pretend that we can be serious. <laughs> and like even that. in our like, promo photos, we all have like serious faces, but you can tell we're like holding back laughs. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, I I absolutely love that man. Um, so here's a question I don't know if you get asked very much. What are your favorite things to have when you're touring, like food or drinks? I know some people like Starbucks and some people like Gloria Jeans and stuff like that, or you know whatever. Um, we have yet to go on tour. Really? Um, yeah. No, our our presence is completely online. Uh, we're working on that though. Actually, if we win this contest that's actually tomorrow night on Twitch. Um, if we win this contest, that'll be our first tour. We'll be able to escape the fate. I mean, we're looking into booking agents and stuff like right now, but um, to answer your question, when I did tour with uh, old projects, um, I never really had favorite things. I'm, I'm kind of a boring person. I, re I really like Arizona iced tea gummies. Ooh, I haven't tried those yet. They're fantastic. Um, I'm a big, I'm an avid pretzel fan. Uh, I like sparkling water because I'm a complete douchebag. Um, <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, don't really, I don't really require things. If anything, I just, I, I need to just have like things to distract myself. Like my favorite tour things are books. Like I like to bring comic books with me and yeah, that's about it. <laughs> I, I totally feel that, man. I have a massive library on my iPad from like Kindle. It's stupidly ridiculous. And I look for like those obscure comics, you know, like Lady Death and Vampirilla, mm -hmm. you know, or older Batman. Um, I don't know. I own the original Dark Phoenix saga, you know, oh, so in thick. physical form and stuff. So, yeah. So I take it just from like your collection behind. First of all, I've got a whole bunch of Spawn shit. I see you got some Spawn back there. Oh, yeah. yeah. And yeah, okay. I've got like, uh, I've got all these old, well, I'm going to put that back together now, but I got like all these old like uh, spawn statues. Nice. And I just, I, I, I adore, I adore everything that Todd McFarlane does. That's yes. why him having a Batman, basically like a Batman company, because let's face facts is his number one that he puts out is Batman. Um, oh, yeah. It's, it's been really detrimental to my, uh, my bank account because every single <laughs> them like i have i probably have <laughs> at least 50 percent of the ones he's put out so far still in box just in the living room oh man 
yeah, I it's it hurts my bank account. My my wife gets mad at me all the time. It's like, oh, it's another figure. And she's like, no. Mm-hmm. I'm like, but I want it. <laughs> and she's like, no, like gunslinger. Uh, I want the gunslinger spawn. I have a. I just got the clown recently. I found at a Walmart. Surprisingly, I found the clown. I was like, oh, that's awesome. I had to get him. I, I didn't care that I, I dropped the money. I just got that gunslinger spawn, the new one they just put out, and I have this older gunslinger spawn. Dude, I've never seen that one. That this is one cool. Is, this one is so sick. This was like a limited run that they did. Oh man, that is yeah, so cool. The, the, I'll flip it. The the specs on this figure are so incredibly sick. Where's a little flip over? Look at this guy. The articulation and that the, the detail is superb. Oh, the textures wow. on the tape are really what make it special. Like, yeah, I um, like the design on the back of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so dope. That's that's completely epic, man. I, I tried to get into the Kickstarter uh, spawns that they had, but those things sold out so quickly. Oh, it was yeah, ridiculous. Was 100 bucks each. They were, but I mean, like totally worth it. I mean, I've got uh, I got an original Spawn figures, uh, like the first Spawn they put out, uh, like somewhere. No, it used to be in my room. Now it's in like a box somewhere. But uh, I was so obsessed with Spawn as a kid, and I don't think that obsession has ever gone away. I'm hoping that they finally put this movie together. I'm dying to see like Spawn, like even if it's Jamie Fox, like I'm excited. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I'm I'm hoping, man. I. I've always been a fan of Spawn, I think, since 97. Yeah, like 97, yeah. something like that. It's one of those things, like, I really hope Jamie Foxx takes it serious. Like, right. I know that sometimes he can play things a little little humorous. I don't want Electro, Electro. Spawn. Yeah. I want, like, yeah. I want Michael Jai White in a better movie. That's really what I want. Yes, yes, I, I agree with that 100. I mean, they could bring him back. Technically, they, won't. they could. I know they won't. Jamie Fox they could. Sign on. It's gonna happen, but I just hope that he like understands like the value that this could have. Like, I would love to see a Spawn series, like it, just a series of films, because you could go so fucking epic with those. You could, especially with today's technology, you know, mm-hmm. and, and yeah, the the graphics and effects of of today's movies would yeah. just be awesome. And I mean, you guys mm-hmm. use some effects and stuff in your videos too. I like the I like the Hellfire backdrop that you guys had going on in a uh, in Sell Your Soul. <laughs> Actually, really, it's really funny. Um, so my friend uh, Paul, he plays bass in the band Fame on Fire, and um, <laughs> we were I was I was just talking to him about like, oh, man, I'm, I'm, I want to I want to figure out how to do VFX. He's like, I know how to do VFX, and I go, you know how to do VFX? He's like, yeah. He's like, I, back when I was part of that one company they they uh this guy bobby showed us how to do like the vfx thing right he said like he what did he say he said he used to like uh do some of the vfx stuff and i was like for real he's like yeah he's like well, why don't we sit down and we try it so we shot that whole thing in front of green screen and then him and i found a background and we sat there just like building it out together and that was just, like the coolest thing ever well yeah it only it's like with fire. yeah <laughs> really but it's, it's like a little mini movie dude like it, it seems like you can actually get lost in the skit before the video even comes on, before the music even starts. So you're lost in that. You're like, okay, well, what's happening? 
and then you mm-hmm. go into the music video and then you end it you know the way that you guys did i was like that was really good <laughs> that actually it's, kept my attention the whole time it's funny i showed that to spencer from ice nine and uh he's one of those guys where you know he's already done everything so like he knows he knows what to do he's like dude he's like this is just my honest opinion he's like you should release a second cut of that where you have all that stuff in and just put out the music video first and me i, I just wanted people to be completely submersed in it mm-hmm. so like i ignored that and i should have listened to him because like it, it does get a little redundant like most people want to go and they want to see a music video they don't want to see a short film but that's why i put chapters in well i mean i dug it you know like that that was the thing you know i i I enjoyed it. I can't speak for everyone, you know. Um, well, I'm stoked that you enjoyed it. So it's really cool to meet somebody who actually like, like sat with it and like took something away from it. Well, yeah, man. I mean, I, I it just all the different references. References, man. I can't English today. It's hard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right. I'm literally right there with you. Yeah, I've been running around all day. So, uh, I have to ask because you had a ton of different like Funkos and, and figures what is your favorite horror movie or series you know because you have the horror movie series you know like you have the Jasons and you have the the nightmares and all that do you have a favorite series uh as far as like favorite horror movie like I said is American Werewolf but like favorite series mm-hmm. uh is pretty much a toss-up between um I would say Halloween I'm a very big Michael Myers fan um yes and scream even though really i'm i enjoy the series i really just love the original it's not like when you go through halloween and you find little things in each one that you that you make it special to you with scream is pretty much what you what you see is what you get and you're just waiting to find out who the killer is you know um but with with halloween you know who the killer is you're locked in with that killer and you're rooting for him. And I love that about it. I can dig that. Mm-hmm. I can totally dig that. Um, what are your thoughts on the new screen TV series? Well, I don't know if it's really new anymore, but no, it's not. It's actually, it's canceled. And um, <laughs> it ran for three seasons. I, I wasn't in, I, I wasn't into it. Like I haven't dove into the new Chucky series yet, but I can tell you right now, it already looks like they're, they know what they're doing with that. Whereas the Scream series, I think they were just trying to like, I, I, I can't even tell you, they were like trying to soap opera, soap opera eyes or however you say that. Uh, like this this thing that already worked. Like it would have worked better as maybe like an Amazon series and not an MTV series if they did it more like, uh, they went the horror comedy route. You know, more horror than comedy, but that's what made the movie so special is that the movie was self-aware and or the whole series is self-aware and it's it's poking fun as, uh, of itself as it's as it's playing in real time, which is cool. Like the first movie is making fun of the genre itself while it's reinventing the genre. The second one is making fun of the original while it's also making fun of sequels. And the third one is doing the same thing. It's, it's referencing the trilogy aspect of everything. I love that. I love that it's self-aware. I can take that. Uh, have you seen the new Scream that came out on the 14th? I have not because I'm nervous about it. I, I want to go so badly, but at the same time, I'm like, I don't know. Scream 4 just didn't do it for me. 
no, no. And, and I think, you know, those of us who grew up with the originals, we, we have expectations, mm-hmm. you know, and we don't want it to tarnish the original films. It's, that's why I have an issue with remakes, really. And I think a lot of people do for that same reason, that whole nostalgia factor. We don't want it to ruin that nostalgia and everything. Well, the, the problem is, is with, with remakes and everything like that is that they, they keep focusing on the, on the same ones. And yes, I know I'm, you're talking to a Batman fan and who they keep you know revamping that every couple of years. But I'm all about that. Like, right. keep, keep putting Batman movies out. Uh, but when it comes to the horror genre, they're not like, like, I would love to see a remake of Frighteners. I think Frighteners would be fantastic. Peter Jackson's original mm-hmm. with Michael J. Fox. Like, why aren't you doing that? Why isn't that getting remade into a series or that into a new, uh, like, uh, franchise? Like, there's so much to work with in a film like that. Why isn't Reanimator getting remade? Like, Reanimator is a fantastic movie that can use a modern update. Uh, you know, instead, they just keep pumping out these sequels that really don't need to be there or trying to rehash like the old like fire like i would love to see an updated version of american werewolf and i know that's like sacrilegious to say and yeah they tried to do it in the uh late 90s with uh, american Werewolf in paris making a direct sequel to that but like you know nothing since the 19s uh since 1980 has matched that werewolf transformation scene. And I think that they could, if they tried it nowadays, it might be able to work. It might even get like uh, Rick Baker out of retirement to do it. Uh, there's so much IP out there that would be fantastic to see. Uh, there's this movie from the uh, 80s called Fade to Black, where this guy is basically killing people based on stuff he's seen in movies. And if you go back and watch that movie, it, it's campy and corny as hell, but that story arc and the way it's executed would make such a good uh, modern update. And I don't know, maybe Hollywood needs to focus less on remaking the same thing over and over again, except for the Halloween series. That's They're doing a good job on that. I fucking love it. That last one is so brutal. Um, and focus on these ones that maybe people don't know that could you know, refresh their memory. There's an entire, <laughs> entire, like, catalog from the 1980s and 1970s that can use, like, a modern update that'd be fantastic that you could oh, yeah. make sequels out of and, you know, not keep rehashing the same thing. Like, look at the, uh, what is it? The new um, Texas Chainsaw. It's not that yeah. I don't think that one's going to be good, but it's the same thing as Halloween. You know, you're, you know, you got, like, the woman from the original is back mm-hmm. and she's been waiting four years to take on Leatherface. And you're like, get the fuck out of here. It only works at Laurie Strode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, that's, that's one of those things you can't really touch. So you're, you're a big horror buff. Um, have you played the game dead by daylight? I have not. I'm not a big game, uh, not a big gamer, unfortunately, but I've been wanting to play it. I just haven't gotten around to it. My entire band is a bunch of game nerds, but uh, <laughs> I don't know that just, just for me, like uh, I remember, I, I remember I played Resident Evil four when it just came out and it gave me so much anxiety. I was like, wow, this is the death of video games for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh 
Oh man, honestly, I don't think they've really gotten any better since then. I think uh, four was really the last good one that I think they put out for Resident well, Evil. I mean, like I see all my friends playing it and they're literally like screaming at their TVs and like, I'm like, why would you want to, like life is stressful enough. <laughs> you know, I love classic video games. I like just move forward and shoot things. Oh yeah, Doom. Doom. Yeah. Love, Doom all day. I love stuff like, oh yeah, Doom Golden all day. Like just move oh, and man. shoot. Oh, Goldeneye. Oh, that game was stressful. The Golden Gun and Goldeneye. Uh. <laughs> yeah, but DK was the best. Oh, man. The classics, man. You just can't touch the classics. You know, the original Mario, the original Donkey Kong Country and stuff like that, you know? No, and like, it's one of those things, like, you, you see video games now and they look just as good as movies. I'd rather just watch movies. I get lost in those. You get lost in the story. I, I think that's kind of, you know, and... I think that your music helps incorporate that. Your music tells stories and, you know, allows people to, to be drawn in and sucked in. And that's really fun because, I mean, a lot of music, a lot of music has become really monotonous and, mm-hmm. you know, repetitive out in the scene. So to actually have a band out there that can throw out awesome and sick riffs, but awesome vocals that just pull you into the story and just, you know, you, you lose yourself in it you know, for those few minutes, that's awesome. I, I love being able to do that. I love just being able to sit here and just listen to it, you know, and, well, and lose myself. And that's the thing that like, I want to continue doing. Like we're already planning the, well, I'm in the early stages of planning the next concept. And uh, I pitched it to the guys. They all seem to dig it. And it's one of those things like, it's going to take kind of how this record was where we uh, kind of, tested the waters of writing a concept record where I divvied out songs to like specific guitar players and told them to like, tell me what lust and tell me what greed and tell me what uh, heresy sounds like. Uh, But with this next one, it's one of those things where everything is going to be connected. So it almost has to be written a very specific way. And I've already have like, kind of mapped out what each song is going to be about but it's almost about uh how do i put this how do i put this without like kind of giving it away um it's going to be about trapping people in their own karmic hell where they're living in their own fear on a loop and i don't know like i i'm very excited about getting in there and pulling little references and putting little Easter eggs in there and having the instrumentations kind of follow along with the ideas that I'm kind of creating with them. And I don't know, I want to make, I want to take what we did on this record and I want to make it even more submersive while still making it catchy and riff heavy and upbeat. And I don't know. That, I mean, that sounds so awesome. <laughs> yeah. That, that, uh, yeah, dude, that actually sounds really really epic i definitely listen to that right off the bat man not even gonna lie i mean that Mm -hmm. it just sounds like it would be hypnotizing you know well it's one of those things like it's definitely gonna be hypnotizing because one of the 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 foundation that it's gonna be built off of is something that everybody's gonna already know right say about it it's gonna be one of those things that when you go like oh fuck that's awesome (laughs) i'm so excited that you decided to go and do that because that's something i grew up with Right. I can totally, I can totally dig that, man. Um, how'd you guys come to be? 
Like, how'd you guys find each other as a band? Uh, <laughs> you want the easiest version of it? Uh, Whatever you want so, to tell me, dude. <laughs> okay, so I had this old pop punk band, and uh, my guitar player, Jeremy, was in it, and he quit and went off and did this, like, metalcore project it was like a it was like an Attila kind of ripoff but it was it was <laughs> sick and I remember hearing it and being so jealous because I was like oh, I was like I want to do that and uh he he was just like he was like he's not into the whole idea and that project like kind of didn't go anywhere and then him and my buddy were starting like this other project and like I loved what was coming out of the room. And some of those riffs were uh, basically like the early hunger record. And I just remember being like, I need to do this. And they were like, you, I don't even think you can do this kind of style. And so I went to like a friend's house and I did like a makeshift demo of me doing like heavy vocals and I showed it to them. And they were like, Oh, sh-. they were like, wow. They're like, I didn't know you could scream so low. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I'm, I'm ready. I'm like, please let me do this. <laughs> And I knew, I knew back then they were like, we let him in this band. He's going to end up taking it completely over. <laughs> and they were right. <laughs> and so it was one of those things where I had to take into consideration the things that they liked as much as what I, what I liked, you know, cause if it was one of those things, like if I wanted to go start a solo project, I'd go start a fucking solo project, but I wanted to start a band. Like I wanted it to be, little elements of all of us or at least stuff that I ran by them and they were like, that's fucking cool. And so it just kept working, kept working, kept working. And that's it, man. It started in like a small little bedroom with a couple practice amps and just my desperate need to be in this metal project. I can't even tell you like metal was never a huge thing in my life outside of like new metal and like Metallica and Rob Zombie. But like, oh yeah, it was never like the metal kid. I was always like the pop punk kid or the scene kid. And there was just something about what they were creating just made me fall head over heels in love with that kind of music. And Jeremy and I have just been making this stuff ever since with a revolving door of dudes who think that they get the vision, but push comes to shove didn't. And here we are still pushing forward and whoever wants to come along can come along. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I definitely dig all that. Um, you know, cause uh, the new metal thing, man, that's, that's interesting that you say that because a lot of people, you know, have ragged on new metal, but I personally am a huge new metal fan. That's why I loved when I saw that you guys did a cover of break stuff by Limp Bizkit. I'm like, that's awesome. You know, cause a lot of people shit on Fred Durst, man, but I mean, look how many records that dude has sold. You know, look how many records that band has sold. And yet people just want to, you know, crap all over them. I'm like, but they're amazing. Look how many, uh, I don't know, uh, one band that kind of comes to mind with that would be like Snot. You know, huge, huge fan of Snot. And, and Fuck, I forgot all about Snot. Oh, yeah, dude. I'm kind of a music nerd <laughs> not only am i a huge comic nerd i, I live and breathe music so you know it, i mean they go hand in a way man <laughs> that, well they do like the dark knights of metal have their own soundtrack you know they have mm-hmm. an ost so you know that's a little unknown fact well, that's because a of greg Bulo. greg Bulo is a huge fucking metalhead oh yeah oh yeah, yeah. so yeah. It, it just 
fell hand in hand, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's why I knew that this kind of thing would work with us is like me trying to interject horror and comics into like what we're doing. And, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I mean, you, you can't go wrong with like Batman and Spawn. I mean, those are like two of the most metal characters out there. If not, you know, I don't know if people get mad at me, but probably the most metal, you know, characters out there when you think I don't about know. it. Moon Knight's, Moon Knight's pretty fucking metal, dude. <laughs> he is, but I, I think it's hard to top Spawn and, and Batman, you know. Batman no, 100%. Goes some, they, they go I don't know, Punisher's pretty fucking metal. Oh, dude, yeah, yeah. I, I can't I can't harp on the Punisher. Yeah, he's a... Uh... Frank definitely goes out and kills people listening to Godsmack. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Crying <laughs> like a bitch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like a hundred percent. Like that's his that's his anthems right there. Oh yeah, that's that's epic that you actually brought that up, man. That's actually a band name that I haven't heard in a while. I know it's, I've been it's looking- funny because we play "I Stand Alone" a lot in band practice, and so it's probably going to end up making its way into uh, a, a werewolves cover soon. <laughs> Dude, do it! Totally do it. Well, yeah, we're we're. Next week, we're going into the studio to record one more cover song. And then I think after that, odds are it's, we're going to end up doing that one because they keep they keep like pushing it. And I'm like, all right, you know, it's one of those things like try to match Sully Erna's like intensity in that song is near impossible. So I'm just going to have to figure out some way to do it. It might be it might have to become like our heaviest cover. That's the only way I can think to, to do it. Well, uh, you guys nailed bodies. I mean, that, you know how hard it is to nail bodies? You want to hear a funny story about bodies? Uh, So when we went in to do bodies, we were originally doing Down With The Sickness. And it just musically was perfect, but vocally it just wasn't working because we did it in such a low tuning. This is back before uh, Brian, who's our producer from Fame On Fire, he uh he, we would just go in there and we would just try to make the heaviest song possible we didn't really care what the vocals would be uh and when we did that one now we realize going forward like we have to put the song in into pro tools we have to drop the tuning and we have to figure out like what key is going to work best so down needless to say i went in the booth it wasn't working i could not get that low and so he was like look we're gonna have to do a different song and I just remember going like, what about bodies? And he was like, hmm. And he like listened to it and he was like, okay. He's like, but we're going to figure out the key right now. And he's like, you're going to go home. We're going to come back next week and we're going to fucking track it. And he's like, we don't really have a lot of time to track it because he was getting ready to go on tour. So he, uh, <laughs> we went in and we banged out the entire cover in three hours, like drums, vocals, bass, uh, wow. everything and we just kind of went I guess that's it and then I forgot all about it until he sent us the mix and I was like holy shit <laughs> like, this is fucking awesome and it's now one of those things like it's a staple in our set like we have to play bodies and people fucking love love bodies live oh yeah dude but, I uh go ahead but I have back to that story before I, before I finish it. Um, I became so obsessed with the fact that I didn't finish down with the sickness that I was like, but the music's so fucking good that I listened to it over and over and over and over and kept bringing it up to bring it, bring it up to Brian. And then eventually like six months later, we needed another cover 
I was like, dude, it's already tracked. Let me do it. And he was like, all right, fine. But he's like, I don't really have time to do it. And I was like, but what about Paul? And he was like, fine. He's like, you can do it with Paul and I'll mix it. <laughs> and so I sat there with Paul and Paul and I figured it out and we made it work and it ended up coming out. It's not as good as bodies, but we did it. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. I mean, I, I hang with some, well, self-proclaimed musical elitist and they're like i i brought up you know bodies to them i was like hey man i'm i'm gonna be talking to to this band you know and i want you to check them out so here's this song and like well i don't know man it's bodies i don't know if they can if they can pull it off i've heard a lot of people try and do it and he's like so i'm i'm coming in you know with some pretty high expectations by the end of it he's like okay they fucking killed it that was that blew me out of the water they they killed it he's like i've heard so many people try and cover it and they've they've destroyed it they they perfected that that was awesome i was like i think the secret (laughs) to it is it's the same thing as like i've been saying this whole time don't take it too serious it's it's a fun song make it a fun song like yeah everybody looks at the like serious connotations of the lyrics but they don't realize it's just a dumb song it's an awesome dumb song it is but it's a pump up dude it totally gets you going and that's the thing you need to treat it that way it needs to be like how celebration was like in the 70s at weddings but like this is that for a metal show it needs to be that like hype up let's fucking go yes yes it's a good way to start a mosh for sure it's also great (laughs) to sing along people love yelling that back live (laughs) Oh yeah, it's it's one of those songs where you can be completely plastered and you can still sing it word for word. It's kind of like uh, Kiss's, what is it, Love Gun? You know, just one of those songs you can be completely gone, but you can still yell every single word yeah. to it. Hands down. We're rock and roll all night. Yep. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm from near Detroit, so, you know, I mean, that's kind of a staple for my area, you know. So, yep. um, I feel I've taken up a lot of your time, dude. Totally cool. I'm having a great time. You're listening to Rock at Night. The introductory song, Get On Down, is from blues artist Billy, Billy Bass Alford. Look for his music at ReverbNation.com.